0: In this episode of FICA with us, we are joined by Rebecca and Abhijit. We will talk about how to be safe before moving to Sweden and what to keep in mind throughout your stay. My name is Julia, let's start the FICA. All right, let's get started. Today's episode is all about safety both before you come here to Sweden and once you are in Sweden. But as you probably know, Sweden is a very safe country for both tourists and residents. But before we jump right into the episode, here are our guests. Rebecca and Abhijit, Uh, would you like to present yourselves?
1: Hi, so uh, my name is Rebecca, I've been on here before. I'm doing the Masters in Applied Ethology and Animal Biology. I'm in my second year, which means that I moved to Sweden just Almost a year and a half ago, I would say.
0: And uh, yeah, it's fun to be here. (laughs) Great. uh, One very important question, though. What is your favorite fika? All
1: right. So I'm not that much a cake person. But once in my corridor, a friend of mine did a blueberry cake, which is not too sweet. So it was actually really good. And it had this topping of cream cheese and melted white chocolate. It was a perfect combination of like... Not too sweet, but kind of sweet, so blueberry cake.
0: Sounds pretty perfect to me, but uh, right over to Abhijit. What about Hello. you?
2: Hello, I'm Abhijit. I come from India. I started my master's years three months back in statistics and machine learning. My favorite fika is kanel bular that you a cinnamon bun, along with definitely my favorite black coffee.
0: Great coffee is high on the list for me too. Needed to get through the day. I'm a tea person, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's okay too. Um, but yeah, just want to get in like general opinions. Uh, do you feel saf- safe in Sweden? How are you liking it so far?
2: I definitely feel safe here. It's just been three months, but I never had any incident which can make me un- uh, feel unsafe. I feel it to be a very safe country for both residents and tourists.
1: Yeah, I I would say the same. I I mean I'm I'm from Europe, so I guess I'm I'm kind of used to this. But obviously y- you take care in certain situations. Like I'm not exactly fond of you know walking in the middle of the park at night because it does get quite dark and that's just personally a little bit creepy. Um, but in general it, it's quite safe. I mean you can walk around. I've been to Stockholm on my own and and Gothenburg and it's really has never been a problem and I've never really felt that unsafe. So, yeah, I would say that's pretty accurate. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, totally agree. Like, I'm from Europe as well. I lived in Germany before I moved here, and it's not not very different. I mean, you just use common sense. Uh, And common sense is actually also what you should be using before you move to Sweden. Because when you're looking for an apartment, you might be looking at places like Blocket, which is basically like eBay here in Sweden, or you might be looking at Facebook uh, and the Facebook groups where people are offering accommodation. And just keep in mind that you should never pay any money in advance before you haven't have you before you haven't actually seen the accommodation. Uh, this is very important because, especially during the summer when a lot of people are trying to move to Sweden and trying to find housing, um, scammers know that and they're they might try to. Um, Uh, take some money from you away in that uh, in that type of uh, sense yes Uh, have you ever had any problems or experiences with those type of things I bet you have seen like a few sketchy posts on Facebook haven't you
2: definitely before coming here I was uh, it was my first trip to Europe of course and I was looking for accommodation I wasn't sure which kind of accommodation to take And university definitely mentioned on their website like uh, the Heimstad and Student Bostad and other stuff. But when I joined the Facebook groups, there were a couple of uh, people who were mentioning about the flats and apartments, but I could see the very friendly gesture of people commenting on it, like don't pay to anyone in advance. So I was very uh, sure that I need not do that. And I thought of moving ahead with the known um, accommodation companies like Heimstad and Student bostad, So I didn't fall into a trap of such, but I am kind of aware uh, of these situations that happen and uh, I took a good care of it before coming here.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, yeah, Especially the official like housing companies, they're completely safe to use Like, and no one should have any issues with that. Uh, and it's actually good that you mentioned that other people pointed this out as well because I feel like, especially if you're not from Europe or if you're just moving to Sweden as your first move ever, it's something that you might not be aware of or that you think might be part of the culture things that you do here. Mm. Uh, And also keep in mind that because many students are coming here and looking for accommodation, that some landlords uh, actually increase their prices quite a bit. Um, So be sure that you are able to get a little cheaper accommodation, especially after the first few months. So if you are very stressed and you feel like you only have a week left before you move here, it's okay to take accommodation that might be a little higher priced but uh you can always move and find something something better
1: yeah i i had a friend that actually got scammed which was really oh, no. scary um i mean i i kind of went with the same strategy as Abhijit so i i just went for the housing companies and obviously there's a lot of competition to get in but it it relaxed me because i knew that like oh th- this is a legit company yeah i will definitely have a room when i get there um, but a friend of mine went like through the Facebook groups and everything, found a landlord and they'd been talking and he paid rent and they'd been talking and the landlord was like, yeah, I'll, I'll pick you up at the station when you come. And then he arrived and no one ever picked him up at the station. Oh, no. Um so it was a scam that went up to the point that he got to Sweden. And I remember sometime last semester, there was even like a communication from, I think, the French embassy because there was just a lot of scams, especially directed towards French students. So definitely take care with that, because it's, yeah, it's it's really hard to control those scams as well, or to report them, because, I mean, these people are really hard to track.
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone can just get a profile on Facebook and pretend they have an apartment. Yep, exactly. Yeah.
2: That was sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But luckily, he ended up finding uh,
0: a place to stay, so... You, you survive these things, of course. Exactly. But it's great if you can uh, get away from that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. fall into any traps. Another thing you might want to take care of before coming to Sweden is your health insurance. Uh, especially, I guess this is mostly true for non-EU students. Um, because, well... As a European, we do have some general health insurance in other countries as well, especially for emergencies. But how did you experience this, Samajit? Uh,
2: since I come from Asia, that I come from India, and I'm a fee-paying student here, so university covers my basic health insurance. So I need not look for my health insurance, but uh, yeah, we can look for our house insurance, our home insurance for to cover our uh, household stuffs or maybe the bike.
0: Excellent. Okay, that's a great explanation and actually brings me right on to the next point that I've written down here. Uh, Housing insurance, uh, personally, something I didn't really hear about before coming to Sweden. Um, Me neither. No, (laughs) like in Germany, we just don't have this. But uh, housing insurance is basically an insurance that covers your house, uh, things that are in your household, and sometimes even your bike. Uh, It depends on the insurance to what extent it covers. And this is something that is mandatory here in Sweden, so you need to get this insurance if it's not provided by your housing company. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely a strange concept for me because, I mean, in, in Portugal, housing companies are just not a thing, so you generally rent from a private landlord, uh, which means that the landlord has everything covered. Like they take care of any anything that gets broken and they have the insurance. And if anything goes wrong in the house, it's their responsibility because it's their house. So when I came here and everyone was like, home insurance, home insurance. I was like, I think that's, isn't that something that adults do? Like adult adults that have <laughs> like their own home and a car and whatever. And I was just like, oh, why do I need insurance? Like I'm just a student. <laughs> But it's actually a lot more affordable than I thought it would be because yeah. when you hear about like car insurance and those kinds of things, it's just, yeah, you you end up with pretty high numbers. But there are some international student options that are fairly affordable and and I think it's it's a peace of mind to know that you have it.
0: Exactly. And the price will actually depend on the size of your apartment. So I mean the smaller your apartment, the cheaper the insurance is, basically. Um yeah, and it's really important to have this insurance because uh, I have a friend who basically lives next door to us. Uh, and once we had a really, really strong, like rainy storm coming into Lean Shopping, and he wasn't home. Uh, well, his base, uh, his apartment is located in the basement, um, and because the drain in front of his front door was clogged, all the water just flew right into his apartment and soaked up all the carpets. And yeah, luckily. Luckily, he has good friends like me uh, who found the apartment and wiped up all the water and hung up the carpets to dry. Uh, and the insurance actually paid for the cleaning of the carpets. Or if they were from, from like a shop, they would have uh, gave him the money uh, to buy new carpets. So yeah, very useful to have in those kinds of situations. Um, and I think that also counts for a bike. I mean, biking is the main mode of transportation here in shopping and especially during the winter months as it is right now um, winter it is like came early. Winter came early, it's like half past three and dark outside. So make sure you get lights on your bike because that as well is mandatory in Sweden and you can get fined if you don't have any lights. And just
1: to make sure, is it mandatory to have bike lights all the time, or just? No, I think light? only when it's dark. Yeah, I have yeah. that impression too. I just <laughs> wanted to make sure.
2: Do we have some kind of uh, um, notice like you need to put it on at four o'clock or three o'clock or something? No,
1: I it's think just when it's dark. Gets dark. Yeah. yeah. It has to do with visibility. So I, let me see if I remember my driver's license. Uh, my driver's license but when you have like good visibility i think is when you can see well within like 50 meters or something Mm -hmm. and once it starts getting dark you definitely can't
0: (laughs) yeah Uh, rather put them on too early than too late because if the police sees you they might actually stop you and give you a fine yeah no one really wants that and it's just generally
1: super important because like what is the main color that people wear in the winter Black. black (laughs) that's just not (laughs) visible Uh at all so I have like reflectors on my bike um at, at Biotema which is like t- just this big hardware shop I got myself some some stronger bike lights instead of just small ones to not get enough to not get a fine I I wanted some strong ones cuz I want to see where I'm where I'm going and then you can buy reflective tape which is basically just adhesive tape that's reflective and I just put it all over my bike so mm-hmm. it's visible from the front, from the back, yeah. and
0: from the sides. <laughs> Smart. And I mean, it's very common here in Sweden to hang your hang little uh, reflectors on your backpacks or yeah. on your jacket pockets. Like, once winter comes... Everyone just wears reflectors as a fashion item. <laughs> yes, or, or maybe those vests or I sometimes say. they're just like straps
1: or I yeah. don't even know.
2: I have a funny story that I remember from the reflectors. When I came the very first day to Shopping and I directly went to the Heimstall office to collect the keys and they gave some kind of bag, uh, some gift and other stuff. So they gave me two wrist um, belt kind of thing which um. you hit it and it turns oh, yeah, uh, yeah, it rotates on the your ones hand you slap on <laughs> yeah, sla- yeah slap, slap band uh, that, yeah. I guess that's it. they say that so it, it re- uh, reminded me of my childhood when I used to have those uh, scale of 15 centimetres that we used to hit it on our wrist like a band and we used to <laughs> f- f- like sew it to people like oh, I have a scale on my wrist <laughs> so I didn't get it I actually didn't get it like why, why did they give gave, gave it to us and I wasn't aware of uh, wearing reflectors here in the winter I, I had no clue about it and I was trying to look for the scale, like, do we have a scale on it? And it was so <laughs> funny, like, it's this plain white belt. And they gave me, I didn't get it, why, why did they give it give it to me? So when I went to my corridor, and I, I was just talking to, my, to the people of corridor, and then I told them, what the funny story, I don't know why did they give it to me. Then they started to laugh, and they're like, okay, you'll get to know when winter comes. You need a lot of reflectors, and you put it on your wrist or on or your backpack or somewhere to just let people know that you're visible enough so that you don't... Uh, get hit by something or other stuff. <laughs> well,
1: now you know. <laughs> and that's yes. another reason why it's so important to wear bike lights, because if someone has a reflector, you will see them if you have a bike light, and then you immediately know, okay, there's a person walking there. And if you don't have those lights, it's just a lot harder to see people in general.
0: Something else that you might want to consider is uh, wearing a bike helmet, not only in winter, but in, in general. I mean, your head is very precious, so you, you got to protect it. And I think, Rebecca, you <laughs> actually had a little bike incident.
1: Yes, that's you- true. And it wasn't actually winter yet. It was the the exam season between the first and second period. So I think it was just it was the end of October last year. So over a year ago. Um, and it was the first day of exam season. I had a 48 hour exam and I'd driven to campus to meet up with a couple of friends because we were like, okay, we'll just sit together in a meeting room and we'll do the exam like separately, but together. Um, and so we spent the entire day at uni and then it was like seven or eight. And obviously late October, it's already getting dark at that time. And then it started raining and it was dark and I had my bike lights. I had my reflectors, um, but I was kind of like rushing home a little bit. Mm. And then I got to this intersection and a car just didn't see me. Um, so that was the exam season, <laughs> um, but e- everything ended up being fine, but I did have to go to the hospital. They had to get me checked, but at least I can give a positive review on the hospital system here. <laughs> um, they were very nice, uh, and they did, uh, all speak uh, English to me, which was really good because knowing what's happening, is a, is very important. Um, and it ended up being a tough recovery, but I was actually quite lucky because I was not wearing a helmet But I was wearing my backpack, which was stuffed because it had, like, all my books and my laptop and a jacket in there. So the backpack actually prevented my head from hitting the road. So my head never touched the floor in any way. Um, But I did have a really really sore butt for many many (laughs) days um but at least my head was fine and even when when the the ambulance got there like the the thing they were most worried about was my head like oh did you hit your head like how's your neck does this hurt does that hurt like we need to immobilize your neck until you get to the hospital So obviously that's their main concern, and that kind of really showed me like, oh yeah, helmets might be a bit annoying, but maybe they're actually quite actually quite good. Yeah, Um, I think you
0: got very lucky there.
1: And even if you don't like wearing a helmet, I would say just compromise. Like if you know you're gonna leave the house when it's dark, and you know you're gonna come back when it's dark, take the helmet with you. I'm not gonna say wear it year round because especially in June when there's light until midnight. I mean if. If there's light out and if the conditions are good, I would say you're mostly fine. But obviously, like, you never know when it's going to rain. You never know when you end up staying a little bit later. So it's annoying, but d- do that effort. It's it's
0: worth it. Yeah, definitely. And just talking about, like, well, specifically winter equipment that you might need. If you own a car here in Sweden, you need to get winter tires as well. Um there's no such restrictions on like bikes. You just use your, your regular bike tires, but for cars there is. Um, so I think it's from like first of December until well, sometime until the winter disappears to have mm-hmm. winter tires. And some regions in Sweden actually do need actual snow chains. Luckily not here in Lean shopping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you
0: can get winter
1: tires for your bike as well. That is an yes, option. That if you exists, want to. But I think most students don't. No. They just risk it.
0: Yeah, we just go slow and are careful.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And yeah, common sense, um, I think, is just very important, not only in your home country, but also here in Sweden. Uh, As Rebecca already mentioned, like, don't cycle or walk through dark parks at night. Uh, Just rather stick to the busier roads where there's actually people and where there's street lamps and, and everything like that. Um, and I think one important tip we can give is to be aware of your surroundings like I often see people walk around with like these massive noise cancelling headphones outside and I could never do that because I would feel like I can't hear where the cars are and I can't hear where there might be a bike coming if they're ringing their bell or something so just being aware of your surroundings can really help you Um, and for example if you are at Airports, train stations or like tourist attractions, it's always good to watch out for uh, pocket pickers because, well, we are in Sweden and I don't think they're very common here, but it is, of course, a possibility, um, especially in these crowded places. Has anyone had any negative no, or positive I, I, I experiences with this? I think that's
1: kind of like related to corona because I just haven't been around crowds in a very uh, very true. long time. Yeah. So I just feel like I, I don't think I'm I, I think I'm just not going to these environments where these things would happen. <laughs> this The one time that I was in a crowd was like in the Stockholm metro uh, sometime during rush hour. There were so many people there and I was just like this is too many people. I'm not used to <laughs> being in a crowd anymore. I want to leave now. Thank you. Well, that's one way to, you know, prevent. I mean, that's one way pickers. to avoid so. fake marketing. That's true. Yeah. It's a
2: very strange experience for me because I come from India and we have crowd almost everywhere. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and when I came here and uh, in my like, very first days, I, I didn't see people around. Like I, It was very strange for me to look like I'm looking at a road and I don't have anyone. Like I hardly see someone walking maybe in, uh, in a five minute a span. And uh, in India, it's uh, very important to wear masks and other stuff. Uh, I I used to wear two masks. Like uh, inside you have a surgical mask and then you have the N95 mask because you keep interacting with a lot of people. And here uh, it's very different. Like you you get people only to specific places. If you go to crowded places, if you choose to go to those places, then you get a good crowd. Else it's not that crowded. So uh, that was was an experience that I had here. But uh, I got kind of used to it. And I try to take precaution when I go to crowd, and I Mm. prefer not to go a lot.
0: Yeah, sounds sounds like a good idea. And actually, uh, crowds, there can be a big crowd in front of the Swedish alcohol stores, (laughs) especially on Friday (laughs) nights when students are preparing for parties.
1: They love queuing. It's too cold for that. How do they queue so much?
0: (sighs) Yeah, but uh, especially during Corona times, queuing is key, I would guess. Yeah, but uh, if you haven't heard about it, um, alcohol is not sold freely in Sweden. Uh, It is only sold at a store called Systembolaget. Uh, And even though the legal drinking age in Sweden is actually 18, uh, you cannot buy alcohol from Systembolaget if you are under 20 years old. Don't ask me why that is, but that's just a law or a rule. Well, I guess a law. Um, And there's also something you might want to keep in mind, like if you're not 20 and then you can't go into that store because they might think that you're trying to buy alcohol for yourself. Or if you go with friends who might be over 20, they don't want to risk that they are buying alcohol for you because, of course, they don't want to be responsible for someone too young to get drunk. Um, and also just a tip, don't wait right in front of the store because the security is always watching out for those people uh, that send their friends to buy alcohol because they haven't reached the legal legal age yet. So yeah, just keep that in mind. And I guess one good thing uh, to say is as well, do not get drunk with strangers. It's not a great idea if you're in a city (laughs) that you don't know, (laughs) unless you have very good friends that take care of you. Then, of course, go and enjoy the student parties. Yeah. And actually, we also wanted to talk about uh, what to be aware of when you go out in Swedish nature. Because we don't really have any venomous or like poisonous animals here in Sweden. But of course, it's important to tell someone where you're going, especially if you're going by yourself. Um, people want to know when you're going to be back. Uh, when to expect you back so they know when to send the search team uh, if you get lost in the forest and this is especially important if you're visiting very remote parts of Sweden uh, because the weather can change very quickly up there um, and of course there are a few wild animals that might not kill you but they can still hurt you so it's not not fun uh, to meet uh, a bear or <laughs> some other wild animals oh, um, nice. yeah
1: Moose are scary.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, That is especially uh, dangerous on the road. Oh, yeah. Like when you're driving. Always watch out for those. And during the summer season, you might not guess it, but uh, Sweden has a lot of ticks, especially around the East Coast. Uh, Some of these ticks uh, can actually transmit uh, tick-borne encephalitis um, and also Lyme's disease, uh, which can make you pretty sick. Uh, It's not fun. Give it a Google and check the symptoms, but um, it's really not not great. But there is a solution to it, and you can get uh, vaccinated against TBE. Uh, You do have to pay for this vaccine yourself, but it's basically available during the summertime like at every pharmacy or vaccination center or even at some pharmacies right next to the supermarket. So it's very, very convenient, and you do get student discounts as well. And I think just having... Having the vaccine will, will give you a calmer mind when you're heading out in your shorts uh, and you go off into the forest.
2: I guess we won't risk not taking vaccines now. <laughs> we <laughs> nope. are so used to it now.
0: Better take them. And another
1: thing that I, I actually learned in, in Swedish class, because we, we talked about like the most a- dangerous animals in Sweden... Um is actually that like bees and wasps are quite dangerous in the summer? Oh yeah, because they they can fall into your drink and if you're distracted you can just drink them, which is not good. No. Um so and I thought it was like do people not check their drinks before they have a sip? But apparently it's like that makes it according to your Swedish class. That makes it one of the most dangerous animals in Sweden because apparently this happens quite often. So I'm just going to say t- check your lemonade <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> before having a sip.
0: I actually got stung by something last summer because uh, it got caught under my sneaker, like uh, uh, where you tie your shoe. It got stuck under oh. there and I think it just panicked and just didn't know what else to do and just stung me.
1: Oh, that doesn't sound fun.
0: <laughs> and No, it wasn't. But um, that was the first time I got stung in like very, very many years and I was very surprised that it happened in Sweden. But well.
2: I wasn't aware of it when I came. People kept telling me, don't don't worry, they are so harmless. Just let them play around. Don't do anything to them. But, <laughs> but definitely I'll check my lemonade before drinking.
0: Yes, that's, that's a very good tip. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not necessary in winter, but in summer. Definitely. And spring, when they're all coming out. Yeah, I think we're sort of coming to the end of our episode. Is there anything you guys want, want to add? Any last tips you have? Well, maybe still on the
1: alcohol topic... Um, I just want to point out that I really started enjoying when, like, corridor parties, when your corridor throws a party or hosts a party because you're just, like, a few steps away from your room and if you don't feel like it anymore, you just go to your room, lock the door, and go do something else. So there's never any sort of thinking about, like, how am I going to get home? Like, can I not drink because I need to ride my bike home? It's always just like, nope, the party's, like around the corner or downstairs and it's like I can just go there in slippers and I kind of love that
0: (laughs) that's actually a great tip because yeah riding your bike drunk is also not legal here in Sweden and (laughs) can be very dangerous and
1: uh I shouldn't be saying this but I know people that have done it and I'm I always wonder how they haven't gone to the hospital yet because it's honestly kind of terrifying (laughs) we Uh, cannot recommend it (laughs) yeah don't don't do that please don't do
2: that (laughs) From past few months of my experience being in Sweden, I can say that it's a very safe country and uh, I'm actually enjoying every bit of it. And uh, winter just started. I, I keep looking outside my window to this white, beautiful landscape. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you'll have a very good time. Enjoy in Sweden.
0: Yeah, great. Stay safe and thank you guys for joining. Yeah, stay safe. You have listened to Fika with us with Julia and this episode's guest, Rebecca and Abhijit. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Lean Shopping University on Instagram and Facebook. We hope you enjoyed today's talk and that you will join us for FIKA soon again.